What's up, everybody? Super Tom Buck with Dan. No well this week, I'm afraid. Um, life's happened on this one. I'm not going to do the usual uh, begging and <laughs> please stick around because it's just me talking. You know the deal by now. Yes, life got in the way this week. Will, believe it or not, actually went on a holiday with his family. The selfish prick. Can you believe that? It just left me high and dry. I could only do one night this week because my wife was working um, funny shifts in her shop. She's the manager, so I had to basically um, oversee changes of stock items and retagging of items and things like that. So she was out all night, which meant that, unless she's having an affair, maybe, which meant that I was looking after my little girl. So I couldn't um, obviously be doing the show with Will in case my daughter needed me which is the case sometimes in the night time so here we are just me um i hope you've had a good day it is the weekend thank christ what day is it today friday yes two days oh my god and there's four games of football tomorrow i know this is hockey but you go indulge me a little bit here i'm on my own for god's sake the world cup has started i am very excited and today was just capped off with an amazing spain portugal game um i always think it i always think football is probably something the hockey fans could get into more than other sports in America. Um I, I feel it's the the parallels are pretty similar between hockey and footy. Uh you can you know you can have games of well, like in football you can have games that finish three all. And sometimes in hockey you can have games that finish one nil. I know sometimes those games aren't exciting, but you know, the uh, the similarities are there. The uh <laughs> obviously the uh, the diving in football is something that's just laughable. There's an absolutely amazing one today. I think it was Morocco and Iran. And a player just, I think he did six rolls on the floor, you know, which is just fucking ridiculous. Where Nick Backstrom's playing with two broken fingers and Patrice Bergeron's playing with a punctured lung. OB's playing last season the playoffs on one leg. <laughs> Meanwhile, these footballers are just rolling around like fucking idiots. I get it. I get it. But when it's good, when it's good, it's on fire. It's on fire. And I feel like they need a penalty in football. They need some kind of... Because they have, obviously, they have yellow cards for diving. Um, which, again, I don't know how many of you people listening to this who watch hockey also watch football. But if you if you pretend to get tackled and you fall on the floor like you've been shot, then the referee can, you know, give you a yellow card for cheating, basically. Which, you know, which is like the obviously embellishment in the NHL. Um but there needs to be a better way to sort it out because that that today was just laughable. And because I follow and I'm followed by a fair few sort of North Americans on uh, on the Twitters, they, I was just getting, I got a few messages saying, see, this is why I don't watch football. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Every sport does it. Every sport does it. Look at, like, again, to bring it back to hockey, I mean, you know, when a stick goes up towards a player's face and the player recoils back in horror like it's a giant spider or something, I just think, you know, come on, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And to be, there's a fair few sports you don't get it in. You don't get players diving in rugby or things like the NFL, maybe. But for sure you get it in basketball. Um, I, I don't follow basketball too closely, but I, I still see it on my newsfeed and things because of my... Um, my follows and people following me in North America, but I still see basketball players like, you know, flopping around and falling over. And I think LeBron's one who's always been singled out for 
you know, pretending he's hurt and things like that. So you get it all the time. But that's why I thought, I would always think that people who watch hockey would also watch football. But anyway, off on a tangent there. It is the weekend. Thank God. Still can't believe Will. What a selfish dick. Anyway, Christ, this week, I was... I wasn't sure whether to do this show or not this week um, because I was looking to get in, looking forward really to getting Will's uh, Will's takes on fucking Overwatch, which is just, which has been the best thing ever. I hope he's still drunk. Uh, I don't drink myself as I've made clear before, but I'm not anti-drink. I, I hope Ovi's still blasted somewhere. It would just be the best. So I was looking forward to talking to Will about that. And then what happened was, was I kept seeing um, trends, obviously on my timeline, for Eric Carlson. And I was like, oh my God, they fucking traded him. I don't believe it. They've done it already. They're getting business sorted out. Things are turning around for the Sens. When you talked about them last week, joking about allegedly Randy Randy Lee and the, uh, the onesies with the choking hazard. And so I click on the Eric Carlson link and what do I see? But of course, the insane, just crazy story that's come out this week about Mike Hoffman's uh, missus and Eric Carlson's wife and their baby and the holy shit. So what I did was, um, I'm recording this after the fact because my wife has a... has now gone to bed. But I wanted to get her opinion on what's happened with uh, with Mike Hoffman. So I'm just going to I'm going to drop that in now and then uh, and then when I come back and I'm talking to you again on my own, well uh, I'll have a bit more thought into it. Okay. And with that, I have a very special guest with me today. I've got my wife on the show. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so I've got you here because um, I want to talk about women, and sometimes women can be a little bit crazy. And I think it would be a bit cheeky of me and Will to try and discuss this when we're two dudes, and we don't know how women work because we're men and we're stupid. A I bit agree. Ba- Thanks. Um, a bit of background, just for those of you who've lived under a rock and have no idea what's going on. And Melinda Carlson's father protection order against uh, Mike Hoffman's long-term partner, Monica Carrick. Charrick? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Claiming that... Um, She's posted hundreds of online messages about her and has been saying things about her. The rumour was was that Carrick signed up under usernames on Instagram, posting messages aimed at Melinda Carlson. Uh, one of them was after, obviously, the Carlsons lost their baby, saying that it was no surprise that the baby never had a chance because uh, Melinda's always popping pain pills. Melinda Carlson also said that she'd heard that Kara uh, had uttered statements, you know, before this had happened, wishing her unborn child dead, and that she'd said that somebody, you know, she wished somebody would take out Eric Carlson's legs and end his career. This is absolutely fucking crazy. And just to relate it to football, this is the, the kind of closest thing I can remember about this is a, um, a football player called John Terry was found to be having sex with one of his teammates' girlfriends when they were playing together, which is obviously was a huge deal. But I don't think this even comes close. This, to me, is way more insane. Sarah, as a female, I have to ask you, has there ever been a point in your life 
where you've wished an unborn child dead? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Could you envisage a scenario where that would happen? Quite possibly. <laughs> well, there we have it. Okay. Um, can you think of any reason, because I can't think of a reason, even thinking not just hockey, I'm talking like life reasons, why you would wish another woman's child to be killed or her husband's career to be ended? Can you think of any reason why you would then think, good, I hope this happens to you now? Um, Potentially with an unborn child, if the mother's a skank and there's no life for the child. Um, that's the only reason. That's an extreme reason. Um, if you understand what I mean, I wouldn't wish that. Um, but that's the only sane approach, potentially, if the parents were horrendous. Yeah, okay, I get that. But in this And the it... child would not have a good life with them. Yeah, but they clearly would. They, they, well, that's like, fine, they, then. Yeah, this couple are like the darlings of this. The, the Eric Carlson, like, she obviously, my wife knows zero. Well, she knows maybe three things about hockey, and that's the name of some teams. It bores uh, me. Okay, wow, great. <laughs> throwing, throwing shade here. She's very supportive. The The player in question is practically the... He is the, the, the driving force behind the whole team. He runs the whole team. He's the captain. He's the guy. And everyone likes him. And he's, you know, there's, there's no situation where this baby would have had any kind of bad life with this family. So... Clearly jealous, then. There's a jealousy aspect, if, you if you're saying that. I wonder if they've got... Do you know what, to be fair, I don't even know if they've got kids, actually. That's interesting. I wonder if Hoffman and his wife have got kids. Do you, do you think it's maybe that, like a jealousy issue? I think so. If you're telling me that he's the most popular player and he, he he's um, very supportive and that the perfect kind of couple, yeah. then she's probably very much of a psycho and wishes bad things on people and them. And that she maybe wishes it, were her, it was her and her husband in that position. Yeah, it's her life, but it's obviously not. And she has a screw loose. Several. Yeah, she clearly has several screws loose. Allegedly, just in case. Mm. This is all... Um, conjecture at the moment. And um, Monica Carrick said that any future um, sort of words that are going to be spoken about this will come through her lawyer. Mike Hoffman said that they're going to back any investigation 100%, 150%, he said, which is uh, mathematically impossible, but there you go, that they're going to back any investigation. He did. They definitely didn't anything to do with it. Just a quick question. Can you see a situation where the man, well, Mike Hoffman, has said to his girlfriend to put... If I said to you, I'm having a problem with this person on my team, I hate him, he's an absolute... You know, I'm sick of him, I want to... You know, I don't like playing with him, blah, blah, blah. And I said to you, will you sign up? Because she didn't put... Just so you know, she didn't put these names... She didn't put these comments on as herself. She signed up with a fake account and then put the comments on. If I said to you, will you sign up with a fake account and say things about my mate's wife on Instagram or Twitter, would you do it? No, I'd call you pathetic. It's actually just to tell <laughs> tell the person how you actually don't like him. I would never do that. Would you... Do you think... So do you, do you think this is him doing this? Or do you think she's just done this? Oh, she's mental. It's her. I don't think it's him. I think he's now embarrassed from what little I know of the story. He's embarrassed and he's now trying to support his girlfriend-wife and stroke wife and um yeah i think he's now gone too deep that he's continuing to deny the allegations potentially 
Yeah. When he probably deep down knows that it's the truth. I mean, you've got to think as well, like, in this situation, he he has to... If it comes out that she's done it, he has to finish with her, doesn't he? Because she's clearly... Like, deranged. Deranged and insane. Huh. Even if he did, even if he did tell her to do it, he has to finish with her, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> because now he it's needs just, to deny all knowledge. Now it's just yeah. Now it's just bad for his image. So he has to come out shining, whereas she's just left to rot in the gutter. <laughs> it's true. In gutter. Rot in the gutter. <laughs> oh, Saying it God. as it is. Rot in the gutter. There we go. I think that's the. I think that's the best quote we can take from a, from this segment. With Dan introduces his wife. I was going to say, could you even think of anything? Because I can't even think of anything remotely as mean. No, as wishing is, a child that dead. Prob- that That's is, that the ultimate. The like yeah. that is the worst. So I can't imagine anything would have happened that would have from the Carlsons that would have prompted her to do this. That they've said something to her or done something to her. I, I because don't... nothing, nothing would make nothing would make you say that, would it? No, it unless sounds, it sounds like. Well, to me, it sounds like jealousy, and like I said, I don't know much about the story, but to me, it's a jealousy thing. Unless they've done something to them as a couple and her individually, that she would feel the need to say that. But even that's the extreme. You would just man up and say. I've got an issue with you. Yeah. You wouldn't go to like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram no. and do it on there, would you? You wouldn't go to the extreme no, because you you're to bound face. to be found out, which clearly, the, the, well, allegedly, uh, she has been. Okay. Thank you for that fascinating insight into the uh, <laughs> into the female brain, Sarah. I'll look forward to finding her in the gutter. <laughs> well, there we go. That's the uh, that's the uh, the woman's side of things. Of course, it's only one woman. It's my wife. She has no idea about hockey, as I mentioned. I never considered like a jealousy aspect of it i don't know if that's uh <laughs> i don't know if that's indicative of how like <laughs> women's minds works women's minds at work and immediately my wife was thinking i bet she's jealous i bet she's jealous of all carlson's success of all eric carlson's success and basically being the king of ottawa um but it's something again we don't know if this is true or not it's all alleged rule it's all conjecture at this point but it is a wild story. Just a wild story. Um, a few things I want to unpack about this, more from just a hockey standpoint, because obviously, whoever put those messages on Instagram, or, you know, especially the ones about the baby stuff, I mean, that is, you know, that's the fucking lowest of the low. And I can't think of anything that would, I can't think of anything I could say to anybody which is worse than that. I mean, even, you know, even your wife or your, you know, oh, I wish your parents were dead or I wish your wife was dead or, yeah, that's that's pretty heinous. But a kid, you know, a baby's just beyond reprehensible. And I just wanted to elaborate a little bit on something I just said then with um, with Sarah, which was the, the, the side is if Mike Hoffman knows about this or doesn't know about this, if it's true, because there's no point... Fair enough, it might not be true. But we have to kind of discuss a couple of implications if it is true. If it is true, does he know about this? If he does know about it, then he's gone from the centres, obviously. And would he get another job in the league? Because let's... We have to to remember that 
the NHL is not just it's not just those guys who are playing. It's the it, it's a it's it's heavily promoted as a family game. There is a there is a place for wives, girlfriends, fiancés to to all go and sit down and you know while their husbands are playing, which is a bit weird in itself. In because pardon me, I'm not used to that life, but you've got to think that it's it's not just would a player care. Actually, yeah, they, they would care. Yeah, of course they would care. Okay, yeah. So play, players would care if Mike Hoffman did this, and if he knew about it, if he knew about it. So it's not only that. Say that. Say say a team decides on mass. Fine, he did it. Say Mike Hoffman comes up with the reason why he let his wife do it or uh, let his low sort of partner do it or whatever, and 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 the team says, okay. On mass, we agree. We're going to give him another chance. If he produces for the team, and he takes a team-friendly contract, and he's trying to help us out, he wants to get back and he wants to get into another team, and blah blah blah. Fine, that's okay. It's not just him that has to be thought about, because if it comes out that it's true, then his long-term partner is going to have to socialise with the wives and the girlfriends of the other players, and. The other players are not going to want her around the arena. No, no team's going to welcome her into sort of you know into their sort of side of things. You know, like the, uh, the sort of the wives and girlfriends sort of area. Um, it's always that thing that we talk about. It's like it's kind of like Tavares at the moment. In the and and um, I can know um, Oliver Ekman Larson, who I'll talk about in a bit, but it's always that thing where. Once you've settled, you don't want to move. You just want to stay. And you know, I've heard hockey people say before that players just don't want to move their shit from one place to another. Mike Hoffman's probably all nice and settled in Ottawa, and probably doesn't want to move to anywhere else. Um. So then, what happens if he has to move? Is he going to get a team? Does he go to Russia? Does he? Is he shunned from the league completely? I'm assuming there's no... I mean, I assume there'd be no... I don't know if... I assume there'd be no rule in the league if it came out that he knew what was happening. I mean, I'm guessing they could make one or something because, it's you know, it's a, it's a social just... I mean, if there is one, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not aware of it. It's a social justice age. And there are rules around social... Me- social justice. <laughs> social justice age. <laughs> It's a social media age. Um, Christ, social justice would be him getting lynched or something. Christ, don't do that. Um, it's a social media age, and most companies now will have directives or things in their contract about the usage of social media. The NHL probably does, to be honest. I don't know. And even if they don't, you would think if something like this came out, there would be... There would be things that would have to be done in regards to Mike Hoffman. I don't know. Sarah points out, is it is it jealousy? It's a great point. It's a great point. The Carlsons are, you know, high profile in Ottawa. They're the kind of the king and queens, the, the king and the queen. So I cannot remember where I read it. Somebody said, um, the... the I think it was a, one of the players said that. Well, sorry, one of the players' wives said in an interview. I read it on a on a on a. It was a it was a, a newspaper website, but I, I can't remember where it was from. Some somewhere in America, 
but the captain's wife is looked at completely differently and there's like there's talking behind the scenes when that when that woman's not there when the captain's wife isn't there there's talking as to oh well you know why you got the captaincy don't you you know the wives are all the wives are kind of and the girlfriends are all kind of in with their husbands and boyfriends they want them to succeed they want them to do well you know they support them 100% because let's let's not forget as well the it's the wives and the girlfriends they take all the brunt of the home life they take all the shit with the kid they've got to sort all the stuff up with the house the players can be gone for sort of six seven eight days at a time and the wives and the girlfriends and you've got to hold it all together so naturally they see their husband out there working his ass off you know going to the rink every day going to practice and blah 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 and they support them they're all in with them so if you're if your husband or your boyfriend is not the captain and you're seeing the captain and the captain's wife wandering around getting all the special treatment doing all the nice things jealousy is going to set in and I, I thought that was a really great point from sarah something i didn't even consider i didn't even think about that because probably yeah like i said i'm a guy and i'm a bit stupid um those ideas don't kind of cross my mind would off ice I mean, off-ice drama seeps into the dressing room all the time. It, it always comes into the dressing room, doesn't it? Off-ice drama, you hear, you know. And there's famous examples in all sports where players just don't like each other. Um, and it can lead to trades or they don't like a manager. It can lead to the manager. Look at Jack Eichel um, in the off-season. <laughs> you know, if X, Y, and Z don't happen, I'm not signing my contract. Or, you know, if X, Y, and Z happen, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. And all of a sudden... You know, the uh, the Sabres get a new coach and here we are. The one thing is, is that, again, if it's true, sports fans and sports franchises and teams are, have a very big forgiving nature when it comes to players who perform. So, yeah, Mike Hoffman might not be the most talked about in good circles right now. But if he goes to a team and performs and does well in the first few games, other fans aren't going to care. They just want their team to win. You know. And the problem is as well is that now this has come out, is it going to be tough for the Senators to get the value they would have got anyway for Carlson or Hoffman? If Hoffman leaves, I think now Carlson will probably stay. And if and it sounded like it sounded like at the time, because uh, Kyle Torres's wife put something on Twitter, and I think it was Andrew Hammond's uh, wife or girlfriend put something on Twitter, basically saying we're not surprised by this at all. Um, that's what Mike Hoffman's uh, long-term partner was like, and. You know, we, we, yeah, we're just we're just not surprised by this. So you then start thinking, well, is Carlson if is Carlson getting traded, maybe to Vegas, obviously, uh, the uh, on the deadline, is he getting traded for this reason, or is he getting traded for hockey reasons? Is it a case of Carlson saying, look, you get rid of one of us and just do it quickly, either get rid of me or get rid of Hoffman, I don't care which. If that's the case. Then obviously NHL GMs now, because they love a bargain, they're going to look into that and they're going to maybe say, well, 
hang on a minute, this guy clearly wants out. So <laughs> you're not getting that much for him. Hey, you want to keep them together? You keep them together. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Van, like the Evander Kane scenario. Is that the the Sharks got him cheap because it turned out that no one else put in a big enough offer. That was the offer. There was nothing else. There was nothing else for the Sabers to kind of take or to kind of barter with. That was it. So somebody comes in now with an offer for Mike Hoffman. Do you just take it? Do you just take it to get rid of that? Um, I mean, is that enough to to sort of start any kind of thing going in Ottawa right now? I mean, Jesus Christ, we can't go over everything again. But this, uh, have we seen a fall from grace from a team that close to the Stanley Cup final in one year to this? In one year to this? Just like 12 months of absolute misery. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The um, evidence got on there. The, the billboards, bloody Daniel Alfredson coming out saying X, Y, and Z. Kyle Torres saying he wanted to sign, but they didn't want to sign him, so he got traded. Um, bloody Melnick out hashtags. Oh, God, what else was there? Well, there was talk about obviously the Carlson, um, you know, was maybe going to get traded. Melnick said if he doesn't start selling tickets, he's going to put the team up for sale. There was all the tarping off for the upper deck. Now there's the Randy Lee thing, um, which was nearly, Christ, even more ridiculous because he wasn't going to be allowed to go to, not ridiculous as in, not real, but ridiculous as in, like, Christ, what else is happening? that he wasn't going to be able to go to the draft because he was going to be in court. That's changed now because apparently um, his court date's changed. And then some just kind of a little bit of breaking news was that Randy Lee has actually been suspended by the Senators. Uh, Pierre Dorian came out today and said um, the suspension's suspension's effected immediately. Um, He's also suspended from working uh, with Belleville, obviously the uh, the AHL affiliate. So I'll read the... um, the statement quickly, just so just so it's all there in your minds. Uh, Dorian said, as our hockey club's initial statement made clear, our hockey team and our organisation as a whole will always hold our leaders, coaching staff, players and employees to the highest standards of behaviour. Harassment in any form is unacceptable, whether it occurs inside or outside the workplace. That said, the questions that must be answered by Randy are unlikely to, to, un- unlikely to be addressed until his next court date. We believe the best way to live our values and enforce our standards of behaviour is to suspend Randy Lee until the allegations against him are ruled upon by the courts. I think this is a fair enough move by Ottawa. I'm not sure why they didn't do it straight away. They maybe would say, um, you know, we fully back Randy if he's innocent or anything like that, something along those lines, but we believe that for the good of the team right now, um, we must suspend him until sort of all investigations are clear. I'm surprised it's taken them this long, really. I don't know if they know something, I don't know if Lee's said something to them that something has maybe allegedly gone on or something. I'm not sure. Obviously, no one know, no one knows. But I find it a bit odd that they've sort of waited this long um, to do it. One line that's interesting is harassment in any form is unacceptable, whether it occurs inside or outside the workplace. And what that means, obviously, for the Hoffman situation, I'm not sure. Um, and even again, if Hoffman had no knowledge. And it comes down that it was his wife was doing it, or his longtime partner was doing it on her own, allegedly again. 
God, I need a, and then like an allegedly button or something. Then obviously that's a form of harassment. And what does then that mean for the organization? And again, the the league in general, when it comes to sort of players, wives and girlfriends, I'm not sure, but um, I started to read you that statement there regarding uh, regarding Randy Lee today. And then you come all the way down to this as well, this, you know, this Carlson Hoffman story. And it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. And at this point, now, you've just got to think, is either player going to be back in the off-season? Are we going to see uh, in the new season? I mean, do they just both run out of there now? Is it a complete fresh start for, for both of them? And oh, God, I nearly forgot to mention. <clears throat> the thing that came, I read um, just before I started doing this doing this recording, actually, there was a um, an article put in, I think it was in an Ottawa newspaper, by Hoffman and his missus with the classic we're just nice people posing with dogs look at us lovely in the the uh, this lovely picture of us in the in this uh, in this autumn scene um <clears throat> looking clearly staged as maybe it should be i don't know i don't much about i don't know much about spin or pr or that kind of thing but i guess you would do this in this situation i suppose um but Mike Hoffman said that, you know, he tried to sort of talk to Eric Carlson via email, which just, I can't, oh God, it just goes back to what Sarah said before, which was just, just go and talk to him. If something's going on, just go and talk to him. I mean, is he, <sighs> why'd you do it via email? That makes no sense to me. If it's somebody you're trying to avoid, I get that. I've been there before. I've done that when I've got text or I've sent an email to somebody and I kind of just don't want to talk to them. But that's somebody I can avoid. It, 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 it'd be like me. It'd be like, it'd be like Sarah texting me saying something and then me just ignoring it. Like her asking me a direct question about something and me just ignoring it. Unless I'm going to run away from this house and never turn back. I'm going to see her at some point. At some point, Mike Hoffman's going to see Eric Carlson in the locker room. Just go up to him and say, shit, dude, I don't know what's going on. I've got no idea what's going on. I, I don't know what's happening. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he doesn't think Carlson's going to believe him. I don't know. But that just struck me as bizarre that he wouldn't just walk over to him and, and they would just start talking or at least try and talk. I mean, maybe he did. But then he didn't put he didn't put that in the article, so I don't think I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Oh God, it's such a mess. It's such a mess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, it's a crazy situation over there, and it's incredibly volatile right now. I guess we're gonna have to see what comes out of that. But enough about that. Let's uh, let's try and move on to something a little bit more lighthearted, shall we? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> what a week that man has just lived his best life like I said I hope he's still living his best life I hope he's just wasted somewhere absolutely obliterated with a cup so me and Will talked last week about him um, walking through that lobby with the Stanley Cup and just taking selfies of people and it was all great then then <laughs> evidence starts coming out they're at a Nationals game, and he, uh, I think he threw out the first pitch. Then during the game, somebody took a picture. He's just stood in one of the boxes 
lifting the Stanley Cup. I think the, I think the Stanley Cup's been glued to his um, glued to his hands by by uh, some practical joke or something. They've played the old classic uh, super glue trick with Ovi in the cup because he's always got hold of it. <laughs> he's always got hold of it. He um, he's in the executive box at the Nationals game. And there's just a picture of him, and it's quite—it's taken from a distance away, but all you can see is like the gleaming Stanley Cup, and then just Ovi stood underneath it, holding it over his head with his obviously is is a his big toothy grim. He's doing keg stands with fans. He's then half naked doing fountain angels. I'm not sure where that is. I assume it's in Washington somewhere. He's doing fountain angels. Then turns over and starts doing press-ups in said fountain. And then other people are in the fountain with him and start celebrating and jumping up and down. It just becomes a big loving. Everyone getting soaking wet. Nobody cares. Uh, then I think the next picture was... he was, So he was clearly obliterated. There's a picture of him in bed with the cup. <laughs> just with the, the amazing drunk face. We all know that drunk face. We've all seen it. If you're the designated driver or something, and you mate, you mate. When I go to my friends, there's a point where my conversation with them goes from sober talking, and they're still okay, to okay. Now you're drunk, like too far. I've got to go home now because now at this point now it's no fun for me. Because when when you're sober, you can talk to drunk people up to a, up to a limit. But there's always that one beer. There's always that one beer. And that's the one beer that tips them over the edge from being able to talk and have a conversation to now we're doing Fountain Angels. And their face changes and you can see it in the complexion and everything. That was Ovi. That was Ovi's face. (laughs) That picture when he's lying on the bed. Pardon me. You can just see he is immediately gone. He's just immediately gone, and it's the best. It's the best thing. Then somebody puts a picture up the next day of him fucking at a sushi bar. That is absolutely wild. That's a wild move. Now, I don't drink anymore because I used to drink way too much, and I I have a problem with addiction to everything, everything, video games, books, TV shows, if, if if I get hooked on something, that's it. That's why I can't do anything. That's why I can't do anything bad because I'm just like, that's it. I get hooked on it. But when I did drink, I never, ever, ever wanted raw fish <laughs> and like wasabi and caviar. <laughs> the, well, I mean, caviar, but even fish eggs. That was the last thing on my mind. Like post hangover food. Jesus. Just give me, when I was drunk, when I was drunk, I just wanted pizza. Like in England, we have, um, I don't know if you get them in America or not, but we have doner kebabs. Now, a doner kebab is a giant, it's like a giant rotating slab, I guess, of meat. And they shave pieces off it. They put it in between, in in like a pitta, in like a pit of bread. You throw some salad in there and they'll throw some chili sauce in, maybe some sweet corn relish, whatever. That's a lot of people's go-to when they're drunk. I never liked those. I thought they were, I just did not like, I still don't really like them now. My go-to was always pizza. Give me bread, give me cheese, give me a meat of some kind on the top of that pizza. So I'd get sausage on it, I'd get salami, pepperoni, I'd get um, fucking ham, beef, whatever. 
<clears throat> get me that stuff now. It was, n- and, and then the next day, in the morning, being an Englishman, it was usually, I want a full English, I want a full English breakfast. So again, to those of you who don't know, a full English, and this varies, there's some, can you know, there's a lot of talk about this, is what's the right way to have it. But for me, it was always beans, two fried eggs, some toast, uh, two sausages, two rashes of bacon, some black pudding, which is blood sausage, which is a northern boy, is delicious, and you've got to try it. And some brown sauce and a cup of tea. Cup of tea very important. You can't have a you can't have a full English breakfast with like milk or water or something. That's just odd. It's got to be with a cup of tea. And that was it. There was no other alternatives. It wasn't. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to like Japantown and just start ordering stuff from Yo Sushi. No, that's not gonna happen because that would make me just barf everywhere. And I think. I think we saw the two sides of Ovi there, just in that kind of in that kind of microcosm of, of that night and that morning. That night, he's Ovi the human being. He still can't believe he's won the cup. He's still human. His outpouring of emotion is still human towards us. And we love it, and he loves it, and we love him for loving it, and it's great. The next day, he wakes up blitzed getting sushi. That's the machine Ovi coming back again. That's the Russian bear coming back. That's Ovi saying, God, like you like you peasants with your fried foods and blah blah blah. I'm a man. We eat like we eat cold raw fish and rice. Oh god. Ugh. Even thinking about it. Like the next day when you wake up, you know you get like that you kind of get like like foam in your like not a foam, that um that film in your mouth. And your, and your teeth feel... Because you never brush your teeth, do you? Your te- when you're drunk, your teeth feel furry. Oh, God. Just... If somebody even said the word sushi to me, I would have barfed everywhere. Oh, God. Anyway. Then a, a, another picture comes... Another video comes out of him stood in a garden. I hope it's not his. It more than likely is. I'm hoping he doesn't even know the people... I'm hoping the person who took the video just found him out there. Like a bear. You know, you know obviously, you Canadians, you like... You'll have those videos where there'll be like some woman just at the back door talking like, oh my God, there's a bear. Look, there's a bear. And there's just like a fucking grizzly just wandering through the yard. I'm hoping that's what Ovi did. I'm hoping some kid <laughs> just said like, mommy, mommy, the garden's on fire. And she's like, oh my God, what? Oh my God. She runs outside. There's Ovi just stood there singing, we are the champions <laughs> with the barbecue on fire. Cooking something he's obviously just killed in a forest with his bare hands. Oh god. I'm hoping that's what we get now. I'm hoping we just get drunk Ovi sightings around Washington, like like the uh like a Yeti or a Sasquatch or I I don't know, fucking more like the um oh, what's that the new what's that New Jersey thing called? Is it the New Jersey Dev is it the devil? Oh god, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway. There's meant to be a mythical creature that lives in New Jersey, anyway. I'm hoping we just get Ovi sightings like that now. Just like blurred images of Ovi studying someone's like studying someone's pool with a beer and the Stanley Cup. Or he's just stood at a local supermarket just looking at things with a Stanley. And it's just Ovi watch. And he's just around all the time. It's great. It's the best. It's the best. I do wonder though. I do wonder. At what point does he take that cup to Putin? Because, because the World Cup's going on right now. 
and Russia is in the World Cup. So you would think that Ovi gets his day and they just fly him over on whatever the Russian version of Air Force One is. I don't know. Maybe it's Air Force One just with the R's the wrong way around because that's all that Russian appears to be. And the odd triangle in there for some reason is a, is a weird Russian letter. Maybe they just... I mean, they should just fly him out for the next Russia game, which is... God, what day are we on? What day is it today? Friday. Which I think is Monday, maybe? Monday or Tuesday? And they just bring him out at half-time with the Stanley Cup. Because I, like... That just makes all the sense in the world to me. And then Putin runs on, steals it. Now he owns the Stanley Cup. It's going to be like like we said last week, it's like Mr. Burns giving the... Uh, was it the trillion dollar bill to Castro? <laughs> Castro. Okay, give it back. And Castro goes, give what back? So I think Putin's going to take the cup. <laughs> and Trump's going to ring him and go, okay, give it back. And Putin's going to go, give what back? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then Putin can... Oh, and then obviously Putin team... When they're playing ice hockey, because that's what Putin does, he can win the Stanley Cup. He's going to win the Stanley Cup. That's what it's going to be. But Overwatch has just been the best. It's been the absolute best, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy for him because he's. You would you would think that that's what we would all do. Well, not me, but Christ, I can't. I don't think I don't know what I would do actually. But you would think if you work all your life and you achieve your goal. The one thing you want... I mean, that's literally it. That's the one thing he wanted to do in his entire life. Pardon me. You would think that you would react the same way. Like, why not? I mean, God, can you imagine the... Like, I always forget I always forget the Keeper of the Cup's name. I'm sure it's Phil something. Anyway. I'm sure he would just be stood there thinking, Oh, God. What is my life? <laughs> What's my life? <laughs> You must just hate this time of year so much. Like, there's just like players are dip, players are putting their junk in the fucking cup. There's strippers in the cup. There's fucking bare asses and drugs, maybe allegedly. And people are fucking losing it and doing keg stands with it. You must just think, oh fuck this. What happened? What happened to me? Oh god. Anyway, let's move on to something else. And so the. Uh, the free agent trade blitz blitz has started in earnest this week with the first of many a high-profile player probably deciding to stay with their club and re-sign with their club. Um, OEL has apparently agreed verbally because nothing can happen until July 1st to stay with the uh, the Coyotes. Eight years, 8.25. Um, like I said before, players hate moving their shit i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of negativity about this deal oh god i'm making a prediction now right out of the gate and this is super early but i think the county is going to be a lot better next season i really do i think they had a, they had a really good end to this season and i think if they get a couple more pieces in place i think they can actually do something um they had some players who performed. They did have in, like they had a lot of injuries at the start of the uh, at the start of the season. So, so if you know if Anti Ranta can sort of produce like we think he maybe can, because I've seen sort of um, in the analytics side of things is that he's sort of he does produce, and it's just sort of obviously the players in front of him who can't you know they're not helping him basically. 
But if OEL stayed there, he's committing to the team. That then maybe goes to the rest of the team. Obviously, Clayton Keller had a really good season, um, an absolute diamond right there. And I think if they can just, I don't know, they just need just. I think they just need a few pieces. And I like what they're doing there. I think they're doing a good thing. And Jesus, look, I can come on here and say, why, why is he staying with the Coyotes? That makes no sense. Fucking Vegas have just been to the Stanley Cup final. Well, it's serious. I mean, seriously. I mean, at this at this point, kind of flip a coin. Oh, it gives me that. Oh, that gives me an idea. Never mind. At this point, you could probably flip a coin at some point and just see which teams get to the Stanley Cup final. Um, Ekman Larson's never really been sort of held in that high regard. He's always classed as good, maybe maybe sort of top top ten. Pardon me, but I don't think anyone would ever put him in their top five. Maybe. Um, it looks like an overpayment now, but obviously, um, Doughty and Carlson are going to reset the level for defensemen getting paid. That's probably where this um, where this figure came from, because that's obviously going to that's going to happen sooner rather than later, I would assume, because no one's no one's going to move, Tavares included. So, I think maybe. And he's what, 20, 27, 28? So it's not the same as like kind of, you know, like the Brent Burns deal. He's going to finish when he's 34, 35, which isn't terrible. You know, if you look after yourself, we're seeing that players now are playing a bit longer and a bit longer. So you would think it should be okay. And yeah, I think, I think, I think next season, um, the Coyotes might surprise a few people. I'm not saying they're going to get to the playoffs or win Stanley Cup, but I don't think they're going to be, I just don't think they're going to be as bad as they have been. I really don't. And just another little thing I wanted to mention, uh, congrats to the Toronto Marlies for winning the uh, the Calder Cup. They beat the uh, the Texas Stars, I think it was 6-1, to uh, win the Game 7. Um, a lot of players are expected to, uh, because it's kind of like Toronto does like to kind of promote um, players from within and stuff. So I think there's a lot of thought that, Oh god, I think it was is it Andre yeah, Andres Johnson and who's the other player I'm thinking of? Oh my god. I had his I had his name like two seconds. Travis Dermott, Travis Dermott. The the the, the thought is that though oh god, the thought is that those two players are probably gonna be done and are gonna make the move up. Um So I think, you know, I, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in Toronto. I keep saying that. We keep saying that because again Cal Dubas is 32 and looks like Robin from Lego Batman. So it's going to be interesting to see how he manages these players. And But I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay again next year. I think they'll make, I think they'll make the playoffs again for sure. And if, you know, Andres Johnson and, and Travis Dermott can perform like they did, I think Andres Johnson had something like 20, 25 points, 24 points in the, um, in the AHL playoffs. So... I think they're clear. I think they're. I think they're definitely, definitely, definitely going to get pushed up. Um, so it's exciting times for you Toronto fans, or it should be at least. It should be at least. And you know, commiserations to the Texas Stars. I um, I didn't. I didn't read into them to be honest too much after the uh, after the game. I, I was I ended up sort of uh, digging in Toronto for 
a good sort of 35 40 minutes on my dinner <laughs> my dinner break this afternoon so that was why it was uh that was why it was fresh in my mind anyway folks i am um, as always if you stick through to the end of this one i appreciate it um we'll should be back next week when he's done with his uh he's done with his selfishness of being on holiday so i'll see you next week where we'll should be back with me and we're back we'll be back together like best friends should be ah take care folks <laughs> see you later bye